1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Cast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and welcome to the Jeff Bradbury Show. This is episode number 13. Today, we're talking about five ways that you can build your EDU brand through excellence at school. I have a fantastic guest coming up today talking all about how he's building his brand with the help from his students and I have some fantastic news to share with you. I've got a great little story about what's going on in my classroom today. My friends, if you are a podcaster, a blogger, a speaker, a consultant, a tech coach, if you are looking to put together a platform to share yourself with the world, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Jeff Bradbury show. Guys, I hope you guys are doing well out there. We have had a series of amazing podcasts. I hope you had a chance last week to check out our interview with author, speaker, podcaster, and amazing educator, Barbara Bray talking about her new book, Define Your Why. We did a great show with her. Check that out over on Build Your EDU Brand, episode number 12. And this week on Friday, we have another bonus show for you guys. We're going to be bringing on the amazing Sarah Thomas to talk about how she's been building her EDU brand, the Edu way. Check that out. We're going to be dropping episode number 14. That's right, 14 on Friday, I can't wait for you guys to check it out. She is absolutely amazing, and I hope you guys are doing well. Today in class, I started to talk to my students all about branding. I talked to them all about building something that was representative of themselves. We talked a lot about logos. I actually had a chance to show them logos from all the major companies and corporations, and what we're working on this week in our classrooms is creating a public brand around this things that they are passionate about. And I got to tell you. Today was a very special day for myself. Today was a very special day for 20 amazing middle schoolers that I work with. And really today was a very special day for my middle school as a whole. Today was actually the day that we took our broadcast journalism program live. That's right, in the morning today, we actually did live streaming of our morning announcements. It was absolutely amazing to see everybody in the school come together I got to tell you, it was awesome. We had a great time. We, in school, are building a brand around our broadcasting studio. We built a brand new TV studio this year. We got onto social media. We've got an Instagram account, a Twitter account. We have a YouTube account. We're almost at 100 subscribers. And we are putting together this brand. And that's what we are talking about today is, is being excellent in school and building a brand around your program. My guest today, his name is Tom White. He is a broadcast journalism teacher and he has an amazing story to share about how he put his program together and it's really starting to put not only his school on the map, but it's starting to change the lives of the students that he has a chance to work with both in the school and really the ones that have gone on past his program and have graduated and are doing some amazing things. Now I gotta tell you, talking to Tom, that really hit home for me. Being an orchestra teacher for 15 years, I know all about putting a program together, growing it, fostering it, but in all honesty, this is really my first year at starting something from scratch. When I got into the middle school this year, my job was to put this together was to find the kids and the kids that i'm working with right now these 20 amazing students came out of my broadcast journalism programs and you have to find these students and nurture them and and, and teach them and get them to you know follow your little your your wingness and stuff like that Guys, if you can't tell, I had a great day today. And maybe you're out there trying to put together a program for yourself, a tech coaching program, a music program, a broadcasting program. Or maybe you know somebody who's in one of these positions that's looking to build a brand not only for themselves, but for their programs and for their schools. I got to say, if, that, if this applies to you or somebody else, I want you to do me a favor, share this link with them, share this show with them, encourage them to go over to buildyouredubrand.com. I want you to have them sit down and check out this episode because Tom not only is a great guy, but he opens up so much, and I'm just going to stop here, and I want to introduce him and put him over onto the interview. This was actually one of the first interviews we did when I decided to start this podcast, so this actually came from an interview that I did with him back... Still was December break when we put together. Tom was the first one um, that I actually interviewed for this series. Now, moving forward, as we look into the month of March, we're going to be deep diving in this show all about websites. I, co- I put a teaser out last week, and I'm going to tease it again of should you be making a website. For your EDU brand, we're going to be diving into a bunch of topics over the next few weeks of March. We're going to talk about websites, how to create, how to make themes, titles, templates, SEO. I would love to know what kind of questions you have about it. If you have any questions, you can, of course, head on over to buildyouredubrand.com, hit the contact button, and let us know what things you'd like to learn about. I am an open book, as you guys know from listening to this show. I hope if you're new, you have a chance to go back to episode one and check out all of our stuff. But I'm going to stop right here because I want to share with you guys the awesomeness that is Tom White. He, being a broadcaster, has kind of been one of those big brothers to me over the last six or eight months to help me put this program together. And Tom, I know you're listening. I would not have been able to do what I've done tonight without you. I would not have been able to build my school's EDU brand without the help that you and everybody in our Facebook has done. So I just want to say thank you to Tom. Thank you to everybody out there who's been listening and who's been helping me out, not only on Facebook, but on all of social media to put this together. I am excited. I'm going to be putting together a blog post as soon as I get done posting this, all about how awesome my students are and what they're doing. My friends, I want to... Just pause right here, and I'm going to go right into our interview with Tom White. My guest today is the digital media instructor at Morgan County High School in Madison, Georgia. He's also the Trade and Industrial Educators of Georgia Teacher of the Year. He's a writer for the school video and news.com and the host of the brand new Teaching to the Test Pattern podcast, a fantastic new show. I want to introduce today Mr. Tom White. Tom, how are you today? Welcome
0: to the show. I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to have you on. Not only have you been influential in what I've been doing in the classroom, but you have been helpful to so many educators in
0: the field of broadcast journalism. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you doing these days? Uh, right now, I'm getting ready for <laughs> for the next semester. I, uh, I'm going to do two new shows a day, um, one traditional with the horizontal layout and one with vertical so i spent most of my day testing new graphics today um but just getting you know getting ready trying to stay uh, ahead of the kids and and, and just and, and be a, the best teacher i can be well tom thank you so much today we're going to be talking
1: about branding through video something that i know you have a lot of experience in
0: tell us a little bit about your video background uh, my video background actually started when I was uh, – prior to teaching, I was in radio, and I did uh, marketing and online content. I uh, was in radio, saw it go in the way of web design, and saw web design go in the way of video. So I uh, I learned how to shoot video very poorly, very quickly on some very bad equipment.
1: I, I noticed that over the last couple of years, and you I, I, I kind of laughed when you said video – when you said radio, went to web design. Because how do you brand something that you only hear, but you do it with images, you do it with video, you do it with this extracurricular stuff, don't you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the beginning of my career, it was primarily just audio, and and it was the specific sounds and cadences and that kind of stuff. And then as web design and, and, and the internet blew up, You just had to figure out how to make it all work together.
1: Now, you've been in radio forever now, and you recently got into podcasting. I got to ask, are they similar? Are they different?
0: How does that work? Uh, Radio and podcasting are the same thing. It's, you know, it's telling a story. It's painting a picture. It's communicating. Uh, It all starts with a plan, and then you just go from there and execute that plan. Is it easy? It depends. Uh, I, I have the gift of gab. So for me to sit down and talk by myself for 15 to 20 minutes isn't a problem. Um, it's just finding the 15 or 20 minutes to do it.
1: I would assume that it's easier to build an audience through radio because naturally you, you, you've got the ability to be in more places at once where the podcast you are starting from zero. I mean, you don't get to a, you, you You generally aren't in a radio station starting from scratch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you and I worked for what is now iHeartRadio. so I worked for for one of the biggest companies in the nation. Um, starting a podcast has been fun, just because I, I look at how to to start something from nothing and, and and to do it right and apply those big big business skills to something as small as a podcast that may only reach twenty five people in a month.
1: And I bet you've seen highlights of these things and I bet you've seen some lowlights of these things. What are some of the challenges that you see new, uh, let's say DJs? I don't know if DJ is the right term here, but I mean, what are some of the challenges that that radio personalities are facing that you might see in the podcasting world too?
0: Uh Honestly, the the biggest thing is target audience and knowing who your target audience is and knowing how to to communicate with that audience um, a message that they may not know they need. So keeping them from tuning out and keeping them engaged is is a tough tough task. And, and more often than not, it is just f- missing the point or missing the target on your target audience. You know,
1: that's so nice to hear you say we talk a lot about finding your avatar and speaking to that avatar. And I you know right here in front of me, I have who my target avatar is and what they do. And, you know, who do I speak to with the various shows? I would assume that that's more difficult for radio than it is for podcasting, right? Because radio, you're looking at demographics, the you know, the 18 to 35 demographic or the, the 35 to 55 demographic. It could be anybody in that car. It could be multiple people in the car. But generally with podcasting, you're looking at that one specific person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when I was in radio, one of the things that we did to... um to to make ourselves aware of that target audience is we gave it a name uh the the last radio stations that i worked with the rock station our target audience was a guy named mike and we had a picture of mike we knew what mike liked uh and, and we spoke to mike because you know mike was a 37 year old white male who lived you know outside of the perimeter of atlanta um probably had a blue collar job and we went right after mike and we knew that Mike would tell Joe and Joe would tell Bob and, and, and just build a brand that way. What are the things
1: that we should be thinking about when we come up with that avatar? So many people say, well, my podcast is for educators. That's who I'm speaking to. Um, I, I generally push back on that one because educators is way
0: too big. How do you find Mike? Mike um you just look and and for me when when i started teaching to the test pattern i listened to a ton of podcasts and i realized that most of the education podcasts were inward facing and so i went to okay well let's look at colleges and professionals and then i thought about okay who needs that and for me that's a high school teacher and that's a high school broadcast teacher um because the industry's changing so much. So I got specific in, you know, it's, an, it's a broadcast, it's a video teacher focusing on broadcasts who's trying to stay ahead of the curve or at least stay relevant with the industry. So, and, and that's who I'm thinking about as, I, as I'm planning my interviews and planning my shows is how do I speak to that person? And there are specific names and I won't mention them because, you know, I haven't, haven't cleared it with them, but there are specific names of people who I go, okay, well, will this, will this mic, get what they what i want them to get out of this show
1: you know as a as a new broadcasting teacher and we've had a chance to talk about this a couple times i bet that when you turn on your podcast one of the avatars you're speaking to is named jeff
0: yeah there's a guy jeff uh last name rhymes bradbury yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but i do think about you know i think specifically on on specific people in conversations that we have either on the you know online or uh, offline or a phone call or a text hey i don't understand this well okay let me go find a person who can give you the answer Um, because I'm just another teacher. And I know that if I could get somebody with with a business card that says New Tech on it or or any other industry, then they're going to have a little more weight than just little old Tom from Madison, Georgia.
1: Now, you said that you have transitioned from... I don't know if we th- what the right words are here. Professional world to education world, right? And really, when we're talking about the whole concept of avatars and finding that target audience and building up an audience, we really are talking about building our brand. Now, you're no longer building your brand through your audio radio stations. You're building it through video. Talk to us a little bit about that transition from going from a faceless thing on the radio or podcast player to a visual medium. And you're now taking it even a further step you're
0: teaching it to kids again it just goes back to to knowing your target and then appealing to that target so if i'm appealing to you in a music sense i kind of know uh what what you like if i'm appealing to you in a video sense i have to be able to show you those things too uh one of the things that makes me makes me laugh is every year when i get new students and they they go oh that picture's so hd like, well, do you really know what that means? It just means it's in focus and lit well. Um, so, you know, changing from from the audio world to the video world, uh, I honestly think video is easier because you can use a prop. I mean, you can say, hey, look, here is this thing. Look at it. Isn't it cool? You want it. Whereas in audio, you have to describe it.
1: Now, the neat thing about video is that it is a little bit less forgiving, right? With audio, and we talk a lot about this in the editing world, if you mess up on a word or on a phrase or if you sneeze, you can edit that out and nobody notices. But with video, you've got a video you either got to put B roll over top of it, or you got to figure out how to, you know, how to make that thing work. What are some of the challenges and, and, and they, you know, you've been working with kids for a long time. Now I'm starting that for the first time, working with kids. What are some of the challenges that you're facing while working with a student population to help them, you know, figure out what branding is, figuring out what editing is
0: being a professional. Talk to us a little bit about your program. Uh, The biggest thing is attention to detail and planning. Um, It, It's easy for me to watch, you know, watching, watching sports for me drives me insane because when they go to the booth and I'm looking at the, you know, the shadows on the, on the anchors and that kind of stuff, but the kids never see that, especially I say the younger kids as they come to you. Um, but then later, um, nothing makes my day more than a child going, you've ruined my life. I can't watch TV anymore without (laughs) breaking it down. I can't watch the news without wondering why they went with that story in that block or what have you. Um. But yeah, it's just it, it's it's continual raising of awareness, and, and I do a lot of things to help the kids see what they don't know, uh, for lack of a better descriptor. Uh, for instance, we did a thing called Spaghetti Gate last semester, and it literally was just a it was just a bit. They were serving spaghetti one day that uh, that month, and De- I think it was December, and we just played it up like it was this big conspiracy. Um, and every day, my students got a little lesson on, hey, look, we're controlling the conversation. We're the media. Um, and so that was, that. was that's how I teach. I teach through example uh, and just show them straight up. Next year in 2020, or I guess it's this year now, in 2020, with the, electri- electri- uh, the electoral process, there we go, there's the word, um, there's going to be a lot of messages that our kids see. And... Helping them decipher what's true, what's not true, and what's in the middle, I think is a big part of our job. And and that goes back, and I can loop that back to target audience all day long.
1: Now, we're going to talk later on in the interview all about the video equipment. We're, we, we're going to get a little nerdy with things, and we're going to talk about our favorite applications, but today we're, we really want to talk about video and branding, and you've brought with us five ways that you have grown your brand through video, and and anybody that has a question out there, of course, can reach out to the show over on buildyouredubrand.com, and you can reach out to us anywhere on the TeacherCast Educational Network, but Tom, let's take a look at some of the things that we can do to grow our brand through video. What's the first thing that we can be thinking about? And I know we're specifically talking about our school programs and things like that, but you know we're all teachers here. How do we take our our ourselves to that next step? What do we need to do? What's the first thing when we want to grow our brands through video?
0: The first thing um, is Main Street money, and I've used this term for several years. Uh, it's It's getting the buy-in from your people. Um, on Main Street, your your board office, your school administrators, your community. Uh, my, My personal brand is my program. So for me, I need all the support of all of those people. I need to be able to go to my director and say, hey, we dropped a camera, or hey, there's a new piece of software. I'd really like to get it. Or, you know, hey, can we just get an interview with somebody at the board office and 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 go from there so the main street money thing is the biggest uh the biggest thing that i found to build a brand for me because it it gives them buy-in if you go to your classroom and you just read announcements and there's no relationship built with your um higher-ups when things don't go well or you run a bad news show or somebody complains about your news show you're not going to get that support. So for me, the the biggest thing to start with and the, the foundation is is that main street money.
1: And really, that you're talking about building your reputation within the building, within your community. When somebody thinks about your school district and they think about your, you know, your YouTube channel, the work that you're doing. What do they think about when you walk into their office, when you meet them you know, in the hallways, when you happen to see them at a concert or something like that? Having those great relationships with our administrators, with our government officials, that's so, so important, isn't it?
0: It is absolutely important. It is second to the relationship you build with your students, the, the, the relationship you build with your administrators and colleagues and, and, and management is is huge because it allows you to do a lot of things the spaghetti gate thing that i mentioned earlier i did it and then went to the principal and hey just so you know we made a joke about teachers reviewing their contracts it was just a joke and they were totally okay with it because i made the investment to have earlier conversations about you know we're going to do some crazy things and we're going to might ask for permission later
1: so having these relationships with our students having relationships with our administrators certainly that goes a long way into growing our brand. But when it comes to the community, when it comes to putting out our stuff, what's the second thing that we need to be thinking about when we're looking to grow our brands through video? Uh,
0: It's the same approach that I had when I was doing marketing with the radio stations. Be where you're supposed to be, you know. As as video production people, we're supposed to be on YouTube. We're supposed to have the products out on Facebook and Twitter, and we're supposed to, you know, in my opinion, we're supposed to broadcast home games. We're supposed to broadcast as many things as we can to show as much love as we can to um, to the community, to the students. You know, for me, I look at at, at each athlete uh, as a tool because they have at least one fan. So if I can get them plus their one fan, their mother or grandmother or whoever to go to our go to our site and watch our stuff, then that's a win. And that's a win that's that's repeatable year after year after year.
1: How do you do that? Do you mean is that something that you teach the kids? Is that something that you just do by example? Do they watch you
0: doing these interviews with students? Um, the kids do the interviews. Uh, that is one thing that I, that I am I'm pretty passionate about is that I'm not the face of the program. the kids are. Um, so I will teach them. I will do mock interviews with them in the classroom. I'll set all that stuff up, but I push them out to get them to do the interviews now. As they're developing, I will write the interviews and I will, you know, explain why I ask a question in a certain order or that kind of stuff. But, you know, for the most part, I want the kids out there in the front because I've already I've already had a career. I'm not looking to build a demo tape, but they are. They should be anyways. Let's break a few of these down here. YouTube. Are you looking
1: to have your program be YouTubers? Are you looking for your kids to be YouTubers or is YouTube simply the vehicle which holds the video?
0: YouTube for me is um, it's a it's an archive, and it's a distribution source. Uh, I don't. I got kids who want to go into to being YouTubers per se. I've got kids who want to go into you know being a, a sports anchor. I've got kids who just want to go make party videos. So YouTube is just it's just it's where I house everything. It's a great distribution thing piece. You can embed a video. You can send out you know every. Every show we do in the mornings, I send out one link to all of our staff, and that's how they get the, the video. So um, it, it's out there, and it, it builds a following.
1: So speaking of following, let's talk a little bit about Facebook, right? Everybody, wink, wink, is on Facebook, right? So how do we use Facebook to our advantage?
0: Uh, Facebook is great for your older stakeholders your students aren't on facebook their parents grandparents aunts and uncles are um, and your community leaders are on facebook so what i do is try to give as much instant um, news as i can but it's i gotta remember that that target audience is a little bit older so i'm not going to use um different music. I'm not going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to push stuff out. That's where we're going to put a lot of our news packages as opposed to our hype videos or, or things like that. And Twitter, right? Many people
1: don't still understand Twitter They come up and they go, did you see my tweet? And I'm like, well, Twitter is kind of like the tree in the woods. If nobody catches it at that specific time, it doesn't quite work but twitter of course can be set up to be auto generated from your youtube and from your facebook mm-hmm. how do you grow your brand through twitter when it comes to building your you know your programs
0: i use twitter to communicate to industry professionals that's where i will you know i will tag a local newspaper i will tag a tv station i will tag a sports organization Um, I will do those things because that's where those guys are. And, yeah, we do auto-generate from different sources, but we also stream our news to to Twitter every day as well uh, because I want those people to see my students work as well because hopefully I'm building their next colleagues or their next trainees. And that's, that's super key that they know that we're out there doing that. And that's a great way of doing that is put your stuff on Twitter.
1: I I bet you have a hashtag that you follow or that you've created for your program. I don't.
0: Really? No, we just push uh, MCHS live. um, And then I will go to, you know, whatever the hashtag of the day is. So if it's it's something basketball, you know, hashtag basketball. Well, that's going to get you a ton of looks. Um, I don't do a lot of super specific marketing on Twitter. I've made sure to go and follow select people so that I can tag them and so that they at least see it.
1: So we said that the first way to grow your brand is through Main Street Money, starting with your school board, your administrator. Second thing is going to be being where you're supposed to be, your YouTubes, Facebooks and Twitters. Tom, what's the third thing that we need to think about when we're growing our brands through video?
0: Be where you're not supposed to be. Be where you're going to surprise people. Um, I took that approach when I was in the industry. I had a, a very active rock station. And every year when the steeplechase event was happening, we're talking big hats and hair bows and and mint juleps and all of those things. We had our our crazy rock station out there, and we tried to throw the biggest party we could because we weren't supposed to be there, and it always surprised people that we there were there. So I take the same approach with uh, with my program. We've got a TikTok, uh, we're on Instagram, and you know we're putting content out to where people don't know. Uh, then when they see it, they go, "Oh wow, that's a school program." And that's that. I want that surprise. I want them to go. I didn't know you were doing that.
1: You know, we're talking today about building your brand through video, helping your students learn all these different things, using your own program to help get your cu- curriculum into the community, if you will. I got to stop right here and ask you: When do you have time to do all this stuff? Are you doing this during those forty minutes of class? Are you doing this at home? Are you tweeting your? Like, is that i know you teach high school as a kid doing it? like where does all, all this come in into the curricular d- development that you're teaching right now it's a
0: continual process um as soon as the kids are done with the news for example in the mornings well while they're turning off lights and shutting down computers and that kind of stuff i'm going to youtube grabbing the link and pushing it out to our faculty um with, we use a TriCaster to stream our news. So as soon as we hit go, it's going to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter um, immediately. So I don't have to worry about that. And then as students finish projects, then it gets more specific. So I can send out hey, a, a documentary to Facebook or a, a, a promo to TikTok and that kind of stuff. And then a lot of it, we just shoot on the run. I mean, you know, you can't really predict when something cool is gonna happen but we all have a camera in our pocket, and I'm, I'm twenty seconds away at most from getting some pretty good footage and and cutting it up however we need to
1: so let's take a look at the fourth thing that we have to do here and this is the one thing that you and I both mentioned about our podcast and you know maybe these are resolutions that we have for 2020 here but what's the fourth thing that we need to be thinking about when we're growing our brands
0: you've got to be vulnerable you've got to you've got to be a real person you've got to um, you got to be a real person to your students, and you've got to be a real person to com- your community. Uh, that comes from putting yourself out there and knowing you're going to say things wrong, and you're going to hurt people's feelings, and and people aren't going to like you, or people are going to love you, and it's going to be weird that they brag up brag to you about whatever. Um, you know, I'm teaching in a very small town now, so going to Walmart, I got to go early in the morning, and I don't wear a logo when I go because it it's it adds 15 minutes. Hey, did you, you know, did you go to the game? Yada, yada, yada. Um, And I appreciate, and I love all of that, but you've got to be vulnerable and you've got to, you've just got to put yourself out there. That's the biggest key uh, to success really in anything, especially in education. Uh, Long time ago of of the, uh, the idea of opportunity or availability breeds opportunity. And that's where vulnerability is. You've got to be available. You got to be out there.
1: I would assume that there's a conversation with your administrators, like, you know, We're doing a program. It's high school based. They might say something that we don't agree with. I might say something that, you know, the pro, how do you have those conversations? again, maybe that goes up to the first, the first point here, right? This isn't going to be perfect. We are the training ground.
0: Just that. I mean, you just say, Hey, look, they're kids. Uh, I had a young man last semester who, uh, the script was very hastily thrown together. It was a bad day in the in the in, in the broadcast world, and live on again YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, he drops a GD live on the air. Um, needless to say, we shut it down immediately. Uh, we we made all of those videos go away as quickly as we could, and I sent an email and a phone call to the front office, and I said, "Hey, this got out," and I just I. I take blame for it. I don't throw the kids under the bus. Uh, at the end of the day, it's my career, not theirs. If, if we blow it up bad enough that they shut down the video program, they're still going to be a student. I've got to go find another job. So I've always been very upfront with uh, making mistakes and, and, and putting it out there that they're kids and they're going to make mistakes. And I, I would rather make a mistake pushing hard than make a mistake by not doing anything.
1: So here we have a lot of stuff on our plates here, right? We talked about making sure that we have great relationships with our administrators, knowing where we are and aren't supposed to be. I love your take on being vulnerable. That's something that we're all focused on no matter what our careers are. But there's one more here. What's the fifth thing that we should be thinking about when we're trying to build our
0: brand through video? be consistent. You know, if, if you're at every home game, be at every home game. If you're, if you're posting content, you know, we had a a great dunk last semester. I made sure it got out there immediately. And and I I made sure that the kid's name was put in the the post and, and and make sure that you're just, you're being consistent. If you disappear as a brand for three or four months out of a school year, because testing or finals or, or what have you, You're not going to keep that up. And even during the summer, I'll continue to post uh, through the summer. We'll go and shoot stuff at the football practices or, or, or seven on sevens and things like that, just to stay relevant in the community's mind. So you gotta be consistent. How does that work?
1: Do you you, you call up kids in August and say, can you make it out to the football field? I mean,
0: how how do you continue a program when there is no program? I mean, it's you do that. Or if I'm talking to a football coach, I just say, Hey, can I film this? And you know, I I still haven't made the full transition into education. I don't do long breaks well. Uh, I, I just uh, you know over the holidays I was at the office two or three days because I just can't I can't cut loose and it, that just comes from that time um, in radio. So I do the same thing in the summers. I will I, I will reach out to coaches and get them to send me footage. And you just you just have to keep it up or you can rehash stuff. You know. It's the middle of July and you go, Hey, what was the, ho- it's the hottest day of the year. What was the hottest highlight of the year? And you put a couple of highlights up there and just, you just have some fun with it. You know, Tom, one
1: thing I, I will tell you, and, and this, you know, we've known each other for a little bit of time here, but growing your brand is something that you are passionate about and something that you are passionate helping others about. And one of the ways that you've done that is through a uh, very popular, and I will say, life-saving Facebook group. Talk to us a little bit about the
0: Georgia Broadcast, what, what do we call it nowadays? Uh, it's still the Georgia Broadcast Video Teachers Group. Um and it started in 2012, I believe, is when we started it. Uh, I was a new teacher; I'd uh, been in for about a year at that point, and I didn't know where to turn. So I knew that there were other teachers like that, and we started the group and just kind of opened it up to, "Hey, we're all new here. We're all new now, or we were new before. What's your, what are you, what are you struggling with? What can we help with? What's, what's driving you crazy?" And uh, it's a pretty active group, you know. Depending on the time of year, usually late July, uh, around December, it, the, the activity peaks as we transition into new school years and new semesters. Um, but it's it's a it's created a family. Uh, of broadcast teachers throughout the state. I, I certainly love that everybody opens
1: their arms and welcomes you to, you don't have to be from Georgia. And of course we're going to have the links to that Facebook group, um, probably in big letters, because it's so important to us here um, on our show notes page over at buildyouredubrand.com. And of course you can check everything out over on the Jeff Bradbury show, you know, Tom, as we're going through here and we're looking at video, I don't want to let you go without doing some nerd talk here for a moment. Wait. Everybody says video. What do you get? How much does it cost? Can you do it for free? You know, I don't have a ton of money. Um, Can we talk a little bit about equipment here? Let's let's just kind of get into this, right? Um, I'm a teacher. I want to do something with video in my fifth grade class. Can I just pick up my phone and go or do I
0: need to spend money? Pick up your phone and go. Uh, A lot of teachers will compare what other teachers are doing and try to be that. Well, if you're a fifth grade teacher who is new to video production, uh, you've been teaching English. You don't know what an XLR cable is. You don't know, you know, what a J cut is or an L cut is. But you know iMovie, you can figure out um, Adobe Spark and just go film stuff and just put it out there. And the more you shoot, the better you'll get. Uh, With some of the social media apps like TikTok, TikTok gets a bad rap because of the content on there. There's very little monitoring. But you can make some really pretty good videos just for free on this app. And you don't have to push them to TikTok. You can download them to your phone and push them somewhere else. It's going to have the TikTok branding, but you don't have to use them on TikTok. And if you have devices, if you wanted
1: to do something a little bit more than just you know push it and and, and broadcast it out there, I, I'm a big fan of iMovie. You had already mentioned Adobe Spark. Are these things that are easy? Are these things that take class periods to teach kids how to do it or can anybody like tell their kids to go you know spark something and and put it out there
0: i really do think that with with our current students and the students that are upcoming and the the younger grades that something like adobe spark or imovie or any of those things are really easy enough that they could figure out i mean it, it may take half a class period uh to to get them familiar with Importing footage and and understanding how, but I think that they're really super easy. I think that the thing that most people don't understand in video production is that when you're done editing, the time it takes to get it out of whatever editor you're using and onto, onto whatever medium you're sending it to.
1: Now we're going to spend the next 45 minutes on this next topic. Final Cut Pro versus Adobe. Tom, um, tell me why you're wrong. I mean, tell me, tell me why you like Adobe. I have never used Final Cut. Thank you, everybody. This is the, <laughs> this is the last I'll, time we're talking to Tom.
0: <laughs> I have only used the Adobe products. And uh, I, I make this comment every time Adobe releases an update. It, it makes me just angry. because the things that used to take hours now are three or four clicks uh most recently with with the photoshop update their quick select tool is stupid it just it makes me so mad literally you click and drag around what you want to isolate you isolate it you copy it or whatever and it's done there's no more quick mask there's no pin tool there's no Nothing. Literally, click, drag, extract, and roll on. Um, and that's why I use it. I, I like the the interoperation between all of the softwares.
1: I love having that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Final Cut. I I've built I've everything on TeacherCast through Final Cut. Um, you know, everyone says, "Why don't you go get a Chromebook?" Well, I, I just got a Chromebook for the kids for for the holidays, and my answer is, "Well, why doesn't it have Final Cut?" And, and look, everybody has their own favorite thing. And again, I've built the TeacherCast brand through Final Cut. You've built your brand through Adobe Creative Cloud. I, I love them both. Um, and I want to know what you guys think. Right? Obviously, if you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you're interested in video. I'm assuming that you're using some kind of video. Reach out to us on Twitter at TeacherCast. You're going over to Build Your EDU Brand. Leave us a voice message. Would love to have your thoughts on this. Or you know what? Leave a comment below on our blog post over at BuildYourEDUBrand.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Tom, before I let you go, is there any advice that you have for a teacher out there who, you know, I know we were talking today about building a program, but really just building their brands in general getting into video getting through video and really trying to make it as a uh, you know as a, as a professional these days
0: as a teacher your first opportunity to build your brand sits in the seats looking at you go ahead and build those relationships because if if you're a teacher your brand should be the product that's coming out of your classroom and those are the people that are creating that products so if they don't buy into you they're not going to buy into your program and the products are going to suffer um so that's that is that is step number one if you do that everything else will take care of itself you'll build a, a little army of, of video production worker bees and you know you'll have a great program and you're not going to start with 20 kids who, who love you and want to be around you all the time you're going to have one maybe two and then that will turn into four eight twelve and then go from there
1: my guest today is Tom White from the great state of Georgia. The podcast is called Teaching to the Test Pattern. Tom, when is it launch? When do we see it each and every
0: week? It is available now. Um, I'm going to try to push it out two or three times a week, as I've kind of gotten a, a head start on some uh, on some interviews, and I'm limiting it to about 15 minutes. And as you've probably witnessed, I can talk for a lot more than 15 minutes, especially when I'm talking with someone about video production. So I'm going to have to piece some of the episodes together. Uh, but it's at uh, teaching to the test pattern. It's it's pretty much everywhere you can get a podcast right now.
1: And I certainly recommend you guys checking that out. And of course, hitting subscribe to this and all of the podcasts on the Teacher Cast Educational Network. If you're looking to learn a little bit more about instructional technology, we have our Ask the Tech Coach program each and every week. If you're looking to deep dive into certain apps, we've got ed Tech in the classroom. And of course, if you're looking for a general amazing podcast all about the great stuff happening in our classrooms today you can always check out everything happening over on the teacher cast podcast so that is our wrap up of our today i hope you guys have learned a little bit about building your brand through video i know i've picked up an awful lot of stuff tom i want to say one more time thank you so much for your time today and i wish you continued success both with your podcast and with your program my friend Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. And on behalf of Tom and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.